section twelve of the dove's nest and other stories this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the dove's nest and other stories by catherine mansfield all serene at breakfast that morning they were in wonderfully good spirits who was responsible he or she it was true she made a point of looking her best in the morning she thought it part of her duty to him to their love even to wear charming little caps funny little coats coloured mules at breakfast time and to see that the table was perfect as he and she fastidious pair understood the word but he too so fresh so well groomed and content contributed his share she had been down first sitting at her place when he came in he leaned over the back of her chair his hands on her shoulders he bent down and lightly rubbed his cheek against hers murmuring gently but with just enough pride of proprietorship to make her flush with delight give me my tea love and she lifted the silver teapot that had a silver pear modelled on the lid and gave him his tea thanks you know you look awfully well this morning do i yes do that again look at me again it's your eyes they're like a child's i've never known anyone have such shining eyes as you oh dear she sighed for joy i do love having sweet things said to me yes you do spoiled child shall i give you some of this no thank you darling her hand flew across the table and clasped his hand yes but she said nothing only darling again there was the look on his face she loved a kind of sweet jesting he was pretending he didn't know what she meant and yet of course he did know he was pretending to be feeling here she is trust a woman all ready for a passionate love scene over the breakfast table at nine o'clock in the morning but she wasn't deceived she knew he felt just the same as she did that amused tolerance that mock despair was part of the ways of men no more may i be allowed to use this knife please or to put it down really mona had never yet got accustomed to her husband's smile they had been married for three years she was in love with him for countless reasons but apart from them all a special reason all to itself was because of his smile if it hadn't sounded nonsense she would have said she fell in love at first sight over and over again when he smiled other people felt the charm of it too other women she was certain sometimes she thought that even the servants watched for it don't forget we're going to the theatre tonight oh good egg i had forgotten it's ages since we went to a show yes isn't it i feel quite thrilled don't you think we might have a tiny small celebration at dinner tiny small was one of her expressions but why did it sound so sweet when he used it yes let's 
you mean champagne and she looked into the distance and said in a faraway voice then i must revise the suite at that moment the maid came in with the letters there were four for him three for her no one of hers belonged to him too rather a grimy little envelope with a dab of sealing wax on the back why do you get all the letters she wailed handing it across it's awfully unfair i love letters and i never get any well i do like that said he how can you sit there and tell such awful bangers it's the rarest thing on earth for me to get a letter in the morning it's always you who get those mysterious epistles from girls you were at college with or faded aunts here have half my pair it's a beauty she held out her plate the rutherfords never shared their letters it was her idea that they should not he had been violently opposed to it at first she couldn't help laughing he had so absolutely misunderstood her reason good god my dear you're perfectly welcome to open any letters of mine that come to the house or to read any letters of mine that may be lying about i think i can promise you oh no no darling that's not what i mean i don't suspect you and she put her hands on his cheeks and kissed him quickly he looked like an offended boy but so many of mother's old friends write to me confide in me don't you know tell me things they wouldn't for the world tell a man i feel it wouldn't be fair to them don't you see he gave way at last but i'm old-fashioned he said and his smile was a little rueful i like to feel my wife read my letters my precious dear i've made you unhappy she felt so repentant she didn't know quite about what of course i'd love to read no no that's all right it's understood we'll keep the bond and they had kept it he slit open the grimy envelope he began to read damn he said and thrust out his underlip why what is it something horrid no annoying i shall be late this evening a man wants to meet me at the office at six o'clock was that a business letter she sounded surprised yes why it looked so awfully unbusinesslike the sealing wax and the funny writing much more like a woman's than a man's he laughed he folded the letter put it in his pocket and picked up the envelope yes he said it is queer isn't it i shouldn't have noticed how quick you are but it does look exactly like a woman's hand the capital r for instance he flipped the envelope across to her yes and that squiggle underneath i should have said a rather uneducated female as a matter of fact said hugh he's a mining engineer and he got up began to stretch and then stopped i say what a glorious morning why do i have to go to the office instead of staying at home and playing with you and he came over to her and locked his arms around her neck tell me that little lovely one oh she leaned against him i wish you could life's arranged badly for people like you and me 
and now you're going to be late this evening never mind said he all the rest of the time's ours every single bit of it we shan't come back from the theatre to find our porch black with mining engineers she laughed did other people could other people was it possible that anyone before had ever loved as they loved she squeezed her head against him she heard his watch ticking precious watch what are those purple floppy flowers in my bedroom he murmured petunias you smell exactly like a petunia and he raised her up she drew towards him kiss me said he it was her habit to sit on the bottom stair and watch his final preparations strange it should be so fascinating to see someone brush his hat choose a pair of gloves and give a last quick look in the round mirror but it was the same when he was shaving then she loved to curl up on the hard little couch in his dressing-room she was as absorbed as intent as he how fantastic he looked like a pierrot like a mask with those dark eyebrows liquid eyes and the brush of flesh-colour on his cheekbones above the lather but that was not her chief feeling no it was what she felt on the stairs too it was so this is my husband so this is the man i've married this is the stranger who walked across the lawn that afternoon swinging his tennis racket and bowed rolling up his shirt-sleeves this is not only my lover and my husband but my brother my dearest friend my playmate even at times a very perfect father too and here is where we live here is his room and here is our hall she seemed to be showing their house and him to her other self the self she had been before she had met him deeply admiring almost awed by so much happiness that other self looked on will i do he stood there smiling stroking on his gloves but although he wouldn't like her to say the things she often longed to say about his appearance she did think she detected that morning just the very faintest boyish showing off children who know they are admired look like that at their mother yes you'll do perhaps at that moment she was proud of him as a mother is proud she could have blessed him before he went his way instead she stood on the porch thinking there he goes the man i've married the stranger who came across the lawn the fact was never less wonderful it was never less wonderful never it was even more wonderful if anything and the reason was mona ran back into the house into the drawing-room and sat down to the piano oh why bother about reasons she began to sing see love i bring thee flowers to charm thy pain but joy joy breathless and exulting thrilled in her voice on the word pain her lips parted in such a happy dreadfully unsympathetic smile that she felt quite ashamed she stopped playing she turned round on the piano stool facing the room how different it looked in the morning how severe and remote the grey chairs with the fuchsia-coloured cushions the black and gold carpet 
the bright green silk curtains might have belonged to anybody it was like a stage setting with the curtain still down she had no right to be there and as she thought that a queer little chill caught her it seemed so extraordinary that anything even a chair should turn away from should not respond to her happiness i don't like this room in the morning i don't like it at all she decided and she ran upstairs to finish dressing ran into their big shadowy bedroom and leaned over the starry petunias end of section twelve recording by rob marland